There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to the Fangirl Zone. I am Sean Fangirlus and joining me for Dirk Gently is my co-host Jessica. Hello. Back for season two, episode three. We're so excited. So episode three entitled Two Broken Fingers. Boy, that sounds like something bad might be happening. So, while investigating the 40-year-old case of the two dead bodies... Wait a second, 40? I thought they said it was 50 years old. Well, no, it was 57. Or, no, 67. Wait, that, that, yeah, that math doesn't make any sense. That oh, might be a mistake. Or, or they're messing with us. It could be either. But, what, 67 to 17 is 50 years, you're right. And that would put the big... The boat thing at 67 years ago. If it happened 10 years prior to 60 years. Yeah, Yeah. 60 years. Weird. Okay, they're messing with us. So while investigating the 40-year-old case of the two dead bodies, Dirk and the gang are surprisingly joined by Bart, who relays that she was assaulted and spins the case in a whole new direction. An investigation into Susie Borton, that is our girl who we found and who Bart found, who has the wand. Who has the wand. what's happening. So elsewhere, Amanda attempts to follow the clues from her visions, unaware that Blackwing is closing in. So that's not cool because I don't know what's happening with Blackwing. But we're back with the kid, who I'm assuming was the kid from episode one, that was narrating. But we don't really hear him say anything. We just see him drawing pictures. Right. I'm assuming it's a him. I mean, it sounded like a little boy. I agree. But now we suddenly have the Troust family farm burning... And we hear, find the boy. Okay, this is creeping me out. But find the boy. Find Mm -hmm. the boy. And then we have these weird boxed helmet knights coming in. I thought that was crazy. That was, like, creepier to me than actual, like, armor. Right. I was like, okay, are these supposed to be, like, weird Lego knights or what? (laughs) Ninjago! (laughs) But suddenly there's guns now. There's guns in Windamore. Because, obviously, if they're fighting with scissor swords, they didn't have guns. But now they have guns. It's probably a really bad thing. It seems like a terrible, terrible idea. Oh, I want to know what's happening with that. And I hope they come back to that. Because this episode, they did not. No, they never say anything about that this episode. No. Well, the gang's back at the jail. And Tina's talking to the gang. And this is where Dirk is asking about, oh, do you have any clothes for us to change it to? Oh, yeah, we have a bunch of stuff that's left at the campground and at Sound of Nothing. What the hell is Sound of Nothing? Oh, it's a music festival. This is this is where um, you have uh, Dirk finding those, like, clothes from the 70s. Yes. And he's super excited about them. I mean, like, right down to the socks being weirdly colorful. Yes. I don't understand why he was so excited about 70s clothes. Which is so weird, because, like, last season, he almost looked very, like... You know, hipsterish, right? The tight pants, oh, the yeah. button and down, the blue, the coat. jacket. Well, yeah, the jacket. I mean. Then the leather jacket kind of changed. He had different colors. He had a yellow one. That's blue. right. Yeah, so it was kind of hard to tell. But yeah, and now he's like super excited about seventies clothes, and like 
I'm talking like Mike Brady kind of level. Right, giant collar, weird Masoni front fabric. Very strange. Yeah, I don't get it. But hey, everyone, let's go try on clothes. And Todd's trying on some clothes and telling Farrah not to look. And they were kind of flirting because she's like, I've seen everything. And he's like, not in this harsh lighting. So I'm like, okay, were they together? Or was she just saying because they've been sharing a room and, like, a car for all this? But they was kind of flirting. There was a sort of moment there, and I'm very intrigued by that, because I think that, like, she's so pretty. Like, how could you not be like, hey, hey, girl, what's up? <laughs> but, no, it was really cute. And I do, I did like, too, that she was the one who was, like, kind of being aggressive. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, Until no. Until he kind of screwed it up. <laughs> he screwed up the flirting. She's like, like yeah, we're done with that. Now stop. Yeah. You took it too far. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hobbs and Farah are kind of working on chiseling the body out of the tree. Right. Like, very carefully, which is interesting, but he does say that the closest uh, corner was, like, two hours away or something. Mm-hmm. So, somehow, I think it wouldn't be happening. He even asked Farah if she wants to do it, and he's, she's like, uh, no, because chain of evidence, and that's illegal, and he's like, just do it. She's like, fine. And so she was doing a really good job because she was able to uncover the skull and sees that, hey, the guy was already dead when he was in the tree. How did he get in the tree, though? Thank you. How did this happen? But there's these weird, like, puncture wounds in his skull. So, obviously, something even weirder has happened. Go figure. So we also have Amanda and Vogel in their car, again, trying to figure out and follow her visions. But little does she know that Priest is following the clues to them. And Friedkin, uh, how do you know? He's like, well, two people dressed in dark clothes, kind of on a rampage, going a certain way. There's a three on their car. Yeah, that okay. too. <laughs> Literally, they're not not—they're not doing a very good job if they were trying to blend in. They're no. doing a terrible job. They're doing a Friedkin-level terrible job. <laughs> it was pretty bad. and I'm just like a... A very plain sedan. Right. Can we do that? Yeah, not so Wash much. her eye makeup off and just get a yeah, plain take a shower. sedan. Done. Yeah, put your hair down. Maybe nobody will notice. Wear some bright colored clothes. Who knows? But we cut back to the station, and Dirk seems really distraught because he has no idea how any of this has happened. How the guy got in the tree, and, you know, they're looking at him, and they're all kind of shaking their head like, yeah, you know what's going on, right? And he's like, I don't know no. anything. He looked very upset. And suddenly Bart shows up at the station to report a crime. And Dirk knocks himself out by trying to run away from her and runs right <laughs> into a pole. <laughs> she wasn't even after him. And I love it because she even says something to him later. She's like, Dirk, like I didn't kill you like three times now. So that means we're like best friends at this point. She's so great. Like she's so. I just don't. You know, people. Like, people need to like look at life the way that Bart is looking at life right now. Right. It's like Dirk. Listen. Listen. I haven't up. killed you. We're good. But like, did you die? Right. <laughs> oh my gosh! And this was even weirder because we go back to Blackwing, and find out that there's no real information on the older Blackwing cases, except on these floppy disks, and not just like. Like a serious old floppy disk. What was it? Like five and a half inch or something? God, like, like we're talking like 90s stuff. It's like, so great. I, 
No, that wasn't 90s. That was like way before that. I feel like I've seen a That was like 80s. Maybe you're right. 80s. That was like early, early stuff. And it's so funny because it's huge. And they're like, Freakin's looking at that like, what is that? I don't, I don't understand that. And the guy's like, well, we have ways to do it, but nobody here knows how to use any of that because it's it's so old. And we'll have to like, like we're, request or requisition someone to come fix it and he's like no and then suddenly light bulb he remembered something quid pro quo he doesn't know what it means he thinks it's spanish but ken ken was a computer guy yes i'll get him so he goes to talk to ken and he's like can you do this and he's like you're gonna let me read all the stuff on blackwing no 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 no. but i'm gonna let you t-encrypt it and he's like all right i'll try it Pull well, I mean, out of a taxi. Right. At least they didn't try to shove a computer in the taxi oh for him. Or like, and the dog gets out too. So the dog gets to have like, you know, free time in this garage to kind of run around. So that's good. I just think that's funny though. Like actually having a prop of a giant floppy disk because it's been so long since I've seen those. I wanna say like yeah, way back 80s, like, my friend had Spy vs. Spy on her computer because it was, like, the only person you knew that had a computer. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And he had to use, like, five discs or some shit. <laughs> now I probably have, like, more information on a USB that I can stick on my keychain. It's well, Yeah, it's totally crazy. It's There's, weird. You have, you have more uh, data in your phone than the Apollo 11 missions. Right. So more computer power. It's totally nuts. So we're back at the station, and Farrah asks Bart what happened. So she explains it, and I love it. Because she's like, you know, so I was killing these guys. I didn't want to kill her. And then out of nowhere, she's not grateful, and then she hits me with a bunch of shapes. And I'm like, dude, if I were you, that's exactly how I would describe what happened. Right? I totally perfect. Because then Hobbs is like, hold on, let's back up. You, you were, were killing, killing someone? someone? Let's talk about that. And he, she's like, let's stay with the story. I What? Um, so they lock her up. Because, yeah. <laughs> because clearly, if she's killing people, she's dangerous. And she's literally the most blase you could even ever imagine. It's just like, this won't work on me. Right. Like, the uh, locks don't work on me. Yeah. If I want out, it'll just be broken or something. It's like, what? Uh, yeah. It's funny, though. But they're like, Susie, a woman with a limp and... And yellow hair. Well, it's got to be Susie. So now you know this is a small freaking town. Mm-hmm. So they go to the house, and of course Dirk wanders around the back, and they're like, "Where's Dirk?" And we have Bob, who's Susie's husband, who's all zombie-like, very, very weird. And he like attacks Dirk and throws him into the doghouse. Mm-hmm. Like literally lifts him and like he breaks his doghouse feet away, seven yes. feet away. And you know, Dirk's fighting him, kind of, sort of. And Todd is well. kind of, sort of, fighting. These guys and are not fighters. They're not. And Hobbs is like, don't move, I'll shoot you. Because suddenly Bob has a shotgun, which that would be bad for our people. They're not Bart. Right, exactly. And suddenly Todd's able to save the day. I think he whacked him with a board or something. Right. And Hobbs almost got shot. He was missed, not by much. Right. I would have been a little more freaked out than he was. Yeah, because, I mean, if the coroner's two hours away, how far away is the ER? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> well, plus, like, he just takes him and puts the guy in bed, puts, some, like, an ice pack on his head, and he's like, oh, he's probably he's probably just drunk or something. He's it's sick. Like, what? 
He tried to kill you. Right. Yeah, I don't think I'd be that cool with everything that just happened. I don't think I'd be cool at all. I think that I would be freaking out a little bit more. And who thought Friedkin would be a voice of reason at all this season? Because apparently, Priest, who's on the road after Vogel and Amanda, he's like, you know, maybe we should just kill them. And Friedkin's like, no. And Priest is like, well, we'll see how it goes. It's like, no, no, we need to bring them in. He's like, ah, maybe we don't. Right. So Friedkin, the voice of reason. Go figure, people. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense, but hey. Well, I didn't see it coming. No, I didn't Plot either. Plot twist. <laughs> uh, so Tina and Farah are out and about, and they're talking about the guys, and, you know, did they have a relationship? Do you guys have a relationship? What's going on? Let's talk about the job. Let's talk about the past. Well, other bad things happen, because then they get... You know, on a subject that she's not comfortable with, so it kind of drops pretty quick. But we cut over to Susie, who goes to a book club that apparently she's not invited to anymore. Right. And she was mad that they didn't say anything about how she looked. Right. And then she's, like, acting crazy, and they're all talking. And it's so funny, because we're, at this point, they painted her as kind of an almost sympathetic character, right? Because of the limp, and she's, you know very soft-spoken and, you know, diminutive blonde, you know, we're, we're conditioned to like her. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, all of her, the men in her life are a-holes. And then all of a sudden it's like, you cheated, you, like, you know, had sex with my boyfriend in high school and you did this and you did that. And well, then they're talking about the accident that she, that it you was were on fault. Xanax and you were driving carpool. Okay. Right. How much Xanax was she on? That's a good, that's a really good question. Because that would have to be really high dosing. Mm-hmm. Or she was mixing that in alcohol. Could, it could be either. Could be both. But these ladies were pretty upset because their kids were in the carpool. Mm-hmm. And so I'm assuming the kids are all okay. But Susie's pissed and she zaps them anyway. She says something. We don't he- see it because, it, again, they, they pull out to the outside of the house and you see a light. It's like, okay, well, I'm assuming she did something that probably isn't good. Maybe she turned them all into toads or something. But... We don't get to find out right away because we're back at the the station and Farah and Tina are off to find Troust, which we don't know it's Troust, but we find out that Susie's kid reports a hit and run and who's really bad at reporting a hit, or, hit and run. But at least he reported it, I guess. That's true. So they go there and they're find, following the boot prints of blood and the, was it the broken stalks of grass or corn mm-hmm. or whatever in the field. It's like, okay. At least, you know, she knows what to do. And I love it because Tina asks her, how did you learn that? And she's was it the Army Rangers? She's like, the Power Rangers? I love that. That was so funny. It's like, no, dear, that's not what she said. So they find him and they're fighting. They get him to put down his scissor sword. But then suddenly Trous is fighting with a yo-yo. Did you notice that? And wasn't a yo-yo actually a weapon originally? It could totally be a weapon. But he was fighting with a yo-yo and, like, knocking him out. And then uh, it was, at least, until Farron took him out with a right hook. Right. That was pretty impressive. She's amazing. She was just like, wham. And even uh, even Tina was like, whoa, that was the best thing. Right? <laughs> and suddenly we're back with Todd and Dirk. And Dirk's looking at at Todd and he's like, because he seems so out of sorts. He's like, why do you have pararubulitis? And 
you know, he's like, well, it happened. I don't know. Maybe it's punishment because I said I had it and I lied. And, well, karma. Karma's a bitch. And sometimes karma will punch you right in the face. Apparently. Not often enough, but, you know, it happens. Not, not quickly enough for my liking, generally. <laughs> uh, let's go back to Amanda and Vogel. I'm like, it's like all over. Like, we're bouncing all around. Mm-hmm. But that's how this episode was like super fast paced. Amanda and Vogel make it to the motel, which was the same motel that Todd and Pharaoh were at. Right. She remembers the room number. She goes, they go in the room, and they find Todd's van, or Todd's bag. But they hear the Rowdy Three's van. And Vogel's, like, super excited. And I'm like, oh, God, no, don't do it. Because they go outside, and it turns out that it is Priest out there with the van. And just, like, a um, ton of people, like, paramilitary people. Right. And Vogel just seemed really pissed that this was happening, which I don't blame him, because he doesn't know what's happened to his friends. And Amanda pulls him back in the room, and they're in there, and she's like, no, 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 this isn't how things happen. Something is not right. You know, she's like trying to either have a vision or figure out what her vision was. And they're just like kind of sitting on the floor. Well, we go back to Dirk and Todd. And they're talking about Blackwing. And, oh my gosh. Dirk was like, the whole time I was there, I just thought I needed to get out. I needed to find you guys. Because then things would be better and calmer. But nothing's better and nothing's calmer. And this is just what it is. It just is. And Todd, of course, is trying to talk him down. And he's like, you know, without you, things don't make sense. And I'm like, they had a real sweet moment. But at the same time, I'm like, things didn't make sense. But they did, because then you weren't looking for everything extra. Right, exactly. So, I don't know. And then the fact that he he says to Dirk, fate and chance don't cancel each other out. I'm like, that's almost poetic. Right. So, what exactly are we trying to get at here, Todd? That what happened to you is not Dirk's fault. That's what I'm guessing. Right. And... Dirk just doesn't seem to understand that. I'm kind of sad about that. Sad times. Let's go back to Susie. Susie had a little run-in with her kid who was screaming about wanting his phone. And she realized that she didn't have it. Because it's still in her dead boss's pocket back at the quarry. Well, she goes back, gets the phone out of the pocket... Because obviously that would run back to her, but how would it not come back to her anyway? Because that's her boss. Right, yeah. And her fingerprints are, like, everywhere anyway. But uh, somebody's inside the office because the light goes out. Suddenly out comes the mage. And he's, like, disappearing all the dead bodies. Right. Pretty interesting. Okay. And then he's like, hey, I know somebody's there. I know you're there. I want what I want. It's mine. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to, like, get the wand to come back to him. And she's holding, she's fighting hard for that wand because apparently this has made her life so much better. She does not want to let that go. So, okay, what's going to happen? We don't know. But we also find out more about Troust. He's telling the gang about the prophecy and, you know, going through everything. And again, Farah with all the questions. Well, what's this mean? What's this mean? What's this mean? And he's like, I have no idea. And he's like, but... Oh, I'm sorry. Dirk has all the questions this time. He's like, but... 
I will know once I find Dirk gently. And they're all like, huh? And look at Dirk. Because Dirk's just like, I don't know who this. I don't know this dude. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But we go back with Amanda and Vogel and Priest being all weird. And he was screaming, what's the end game? And, you know, Amanda's like, don't go out there. He's like, I have to go out there. And the back and forth. So a smoke bomb comes in the room. Vogel jumps up, gets out of the room. And he's fighting everybody off, which is pretty impressive because it was quite a few people. And he wasn't using his psychic powers no. at all. Um, but then he gets frozen by Priest with, like, I don't know, a fire extinguisher is what it pretty much looks like. That's what I thought, too, and I wondered about that. Until he gets hit by a brick with Amanda. Priest gets hit, I should say. Because, uh, yeah, she's not too happy with him, obviously. So she pulls Vogel inside, and then we go cut back to Priest and Friedkin. And again, who would have thought he would be the voice of reason? Because Priest is like, I'm taking the shot. He's like, do not take the shot. He's like, I'm taking the shot. See, even even Mother Nature is not happy he was going to take the shot. Right. (laughs) So, what happens? Well, they kind of start taking the shots. (laughs) They're shooting into the, the motel room, and they go shelter in place in the bathroom, in the bathtub. Well, it's kind of the best place. Makes sense. But Amanda has a vision. And screaming that if something's going to happen, needs to happen now. Right. The lights go out because the water all kicked on. And it was like, okay, did the water actually kick on? Or was that her vision that the water kicked on? I didn't understand for sure. It didn't seem like we could tell. But then, I mean, given given how Dirk disappeared, I kind of assumed that it was... Actual water. Actual water. And she did look wet when they got where they were going. Didn't she? Well, when they got where they were going... They were in water. That's yes. true. Never mind. So... When Priest comes into the room, they're no longer in the room. They vanished. And what does he say at the end? This is going to be a wild one. Crazy. I totally agree with him because, hello, this was weird. I loved it, though. It was great. It's great. It's so good. They're just getting better and better. They are. So exciting. And I can't wait to see what else happens. So, again, we want to hear what you guys think. What do you think about this episode? What do you think about coming? what's coming? If you want to shoot us an email, Jess at Fangirlzone.com, Sean at Fangirlzone.com, or contact us at Fangirlzone.com. Maybe I should do a Dirk Gently one. Probably make it easier, but I haven't gotten to that point, so you'll find out next episode. But if you shoot us an email and we read it on the air, I can always send you something out of our prize pack, because I have a whole bunch of stuff to give away that I want to give to people. So she has room on her bookshelves for actual books. This is true. Yeah, probably not. Maybe, but maybe no. For more stuff. But anyway, <laughs> for this episode of Sci... Dang it. We're not Sci-Fi Talk. We're Dirk Gently. We'll, we'll get... You know, by the time that this is all... Like, by the time we're done with the season on Sci-Fi Talk, you'll be it's like, be for this Gently. season of Dirk Gently, it'll be fine. We've done 115 episodes of Sci-Fi Talk, so... Oh, Dirk Gently God. has a lot of catching up to do right now, so that's a why. A lot of episodes. So, check us out over on Sci-Fi Talk, too. We try to drag Jess in every so often, but... She's been kicking and screaming right now, but that could be because she's growing a person. Yes. So, that person is kicking and screaming. Right, and kicking me smalls. <laughs> All right, for this episode of Dirk Gently on Fangirl Zone, I'm Sean Fangirl S. And Jess. And until next time. <laughs>